With the name of Allah, I begin writing the book Endless Bliss. Pitting all the people in this world, he creates and sends useful things to them. In the next world, favoring whomever he chooses of those Muslims who are to go to hell and forgiving them, he will put them into paradise. He alone creates every living creature, keeps every being, every moment in existence, and protects all against fear and horror. Trusting myself to the honorable name of such a being as Allah, I began to write this book. First Fascicle, Chapter 1 May Allah Ta'ala honor us all with the great fortune of following Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who is the spiritual master of this world and the next, and who is the highest of all people in every respect. Because Allah Ta'ala likes those who obey and follow him, a tiny act of following him is more exalted than all the worldly advantages and all the blessings of the next world. Real superiority consists of adapting oneself to his sunnat, and the honor and virtue of humanity entails following his shariat. The word sunnat has three different meanings. In this context, it means the ahkam e islamiyah, Islam's commandments and prohibitions. Adapting oneself to him or following him is following the way along which he has guided us. His way is the way shown by the Quran al Karim. This way is called Dini Islam. In order to adapt ourselves to him, we should first have Iman, belief, then learn Islam well, then perform the farts and abstain from the harams, and then observe the behavior, the acts, and thoughts that are called the sunnats, and abstain from those which are termed the makru. After all these, we should try also to follow him in what is muba or permitted. It is essential for everyone to have iman. Iman is necessary for everybody. Those who have iman should perform the fards and avoid the harams. Every mu'min, believer, has to perform the fards and avoid the harams, i.e. to be a Muslim. Every mu'min loves our Prophet وسلم, more than his own life and property. A symptom of this love is to perform the sunnats and abstain from the makruz. After observing all these, the more a Muslim adapts himself to him in what is muba, the more perfect and the more mature he will become. He will become closer and more beloved to Allah Ta'ala. It is called iman, to like and to admit sincerely, i.e. to believe, all of what Rasulullah said. Those who believe so are called mu'min. It is called kufr not to believe even one piece of what he said and to doubt whether it is good and correct. People who hold such belief are called kafir. Things which Allah Ta'ala clearly commands in the Quran al-Karim are called fard. Things which he clearly forbids and prohibits by saying don't are called haram. Things which Allah Ta'ala doesn't clearly command but which are acts our Prophet praised or which he habitually did or which he did not prohibit when he saw them being done, are called sunnat. It is kufr, disbelief, to dislike the sunnat. It is not a sin not to do them, as long as you like them. Those things which are not liked by him, and which are also eradicate the blessings in worships, are called makru. The things which are neither commanded nor prohibited are called mubah. All these commandments and prohibitions are called ahkam-i-illahiyya or afal-i-mukallafin or ahkam-i-islamiyya.
Af'al i Mukallafin consists of eight components Fard, Wajib, Sunnat, Mustahab, Muba, Haram, Makru, Mufsid. Things that are not prohibited, or though prohibited, their prohibition has been abolished through one of the reasons which Islam accepts as an excuse, a hindrance, or a necessity, are called halal. All mubas are halal. For example, it is halal to lie in order to reconcile two Muslims. Everything that is halal may not be muba. For example, it is not muba, but it is makru, to go shopping while the azan is being called. Nevertheless, it is halal. It is fard to learn and know the tenets of iman and the various fards and harams. Thirty-three fards are well known. Four of them are basic, to perform namaz, to fast, to pay zakat, and to perform hajj, pilgrimage. These four fards, together with iman, make up the basis of Islam. He who has iman and who performs the acts of worship that is, he who performs these four fards is called a Muslim or Musliman. He who performs all four of them and avoids the haram is a perfect Muslim. If one of these is defective or non-existent, his state of being a Muslim will also be defective. He who does not perform any of them may be a mu'min believer, but he is not a true Muslim. Although such iman protects one in this world only, it is difficult to transmigrate to the hereafter in possession of this kind of iman. Iman is like a candle. Ahkam i Islamia is like the lantern, the glass globe around the burning candle. The candle and the lantern which contains it represent Islam and Deen Islam. The candle without the lantern will go out quickly. Islam cannot exist without iman. Therefore, if there is no Islam, there is no iman either. Deen, religion, means the way prescribed by Allah Ta'ala in order to guide people to endless bliss. The unwholesome ways which people make up under the name of religion are not called religion. They are called irreligiousness and disbelief. Since the time of Hadrat Adam salam, Allah Ta'ala has sent mankind a religion by means of a prophet every thousand years. These prophets Salawatullahi ta'ala alayhim ajma'in, are called Rasul. On the other hand, in every century, by making the purest person the prophet, he has strengthened the religion through him. These prophets who followed the Rasuls are called Nabi. All the prophets have taught the same Iman, belief. They have asked their ummat to believe in the same tenets, yet since their shariats, i.e., the things that are to be done and avoided through the heart and body, were different, they were different in being Muslims. He who has iman and adapts himself to the ahkam-i-islamiyah is a Muslim. Those who want to adapt the ahkam-i-islamiyah to their desires and pleasures are disbelievers. They don't understand that Allah has sent the ahkam-i-islamiyah in order to break the desires and pleasures of the nafs and to prevent their excessive indulgence. Every subsequent religion, dispensation, has abolished or changed the religion previous to itself. The latest religion that has changed all the religions prior to it, which has assimilated all the previous shariats within itself 
and which will never change until the end of the world is Hadrat Muhammad's religion. Today, the religion which Allah likes and loves is the Islamic religion, which is based on these rules and essentials. To those who perform the farts and abstain from the harams, which this shariat communicates, Allah will bestow blessings and favors in the hereafter. That is, they will receive thawab, rewards. For those who do not perform the fards and do not abstain from the harams, there are punishments and suffering in the next world. That is, such people become sinful. The fard performed by those who have no iman will not be accepted. That is, they will not be given rewards. The sunnats performed by the Muslims who don't perform the fards, that is, who owe a debt to Allah will not be accepted and they will not be given rewards. They are not looked upon as having adapted themselves to our Prophet If a person does all the fards and omits one fard without an excuse, none of his nafila or supererogatory worships and sunnats of this kind will be given rewards until he pays this debt of his. hadith sharifs declare this clearly as quoted in the book Mifta'un-Najat. O Ali, when the people are busy with fada'il, supererogatory, try to complete the farts. Also, it states at the end of the third fasl, or part, of the book Duratul Fakhira by Imam Ghazali, Allah Ta'ala will not accept the nafila salat of the person who has a debt of qada salat. The book Mifta'un-Najat has been published by Hakikat Kitabavi in Istanbul. When the mubas are done with good intentions and with beautiful thoughts, one will receive rewards. When they are done for evil purposes, or if doing them prevents one from performing a fard or causes the delaying of a fard, they will be sins. While the fards and sunnats are being done, if evil thoughts are involved, the debt will be paid and punishment will be averted, but no reward will be obtained. It actually may be a sin instead. The fards and sunnats of those who commit harams will be acceptable. That is, they have paid their debt, yet they won't receive rewards. The book Al-Hadikah, in explaining the hadith, the worship of people of bid'ah will not be accepted, says, the worships of those Muslims who do not abstain from sinning are not accepted, even if they are sahih. A haram cannot be mubah or permitted, even if it is done with good will. In other words, a haram will never be rewarded and he who commits a haram without an excuse is certainly sinful. He who abstains from the haram and gives it up with goodwill, fearing Allah, will receive rewards. If he doesn't commit a haram for other reasons, he won't receive rewards. He will only escape its sin. It is out of place for those who commit harams to say, you should look at my heart, it is pure. Allah Ta'ala looks at the heart only. It is nonsensical. It is said only to deceive Muslims. It is written in the 39th letter of Hadrat Imam Marbani that the symptom of a heart's purity lies in adhering to the ahkam-e-Islamiyah, that is, obeying its commandments and prohibitions. The book Hadika and Shirat al-Islam, in its 246th page, while explaining taqwa, says, Committing the harams with good intentions does not deliver them from being harams. A good intention does not affect either the harams or the makruz. It does not change them into ta'at. It is written in the 73rd page of the book Miratul Maqasid concerning an intention for an abdest, 
or ritual ablution, wudu, in Ibn Abidin, rahmatullahi alayhi, and in the 54th page of, in the translation of Milal Nihal, that there are three kinds of actions. The first is ma'asiyat, that is, sinful actions. These are the actions which Allah Ta'ala dislikes. It is ma'asiyat, not to do what Allah Ta'ala has commanded to be done or to do what he has prohibited. The second one is ta'at, those actions which Allah Ta'ala likes. They are also called hasana. He has promised that he will give ajr, i.e. thawab, or blessings, to a Muslim who performs ta'at. The third group of actions are called mubah, which have not been declared to be sinful or ta'at. They are ta'at or sinful depending on the intention of the person who does them. Sins are not exempted from being sins if they are committed with or without a good intention. The hadith, actions are good or bad depending on the intention, declares that the ta'at and mubah actions will be given rewards in accordance with the intention. If a person, in order to please someone, offends another person, or if he gives alms from someone else's property, or if he builds mosques or schools with haram money, he will not be given rewards. It will be ignorance to expect rewards for these efforts. Cruelty and sins are still sins, even if they are committed with goodwill. What is blessed about such actions lies in not doing them. If one does them knowing that they are sins, it will become a grave sin. If one does them without knowing, it will be a sin also not to know or not to learn the things that are known by most Muslims. Even in Dar al-Harb, it is not an excuse, but a sin not to know the Islamic rules which are widely known.